God. And you have to make sure that you live your life to please Him and Him alone. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. They can say whatever they want. They can attack me. But I, when I die, I'm not standing before them. And if I live a life that's pleasing to God, I know when I get to heaven, I'm not going to be ashamed. Worse yet, I know I'm not going to hell. Amen. I'm not going to hell. Somebody say that. I'm not going to hell. I'm not doing anything that's going to send me to hell. Because that's the reality in this day. When you give in to those things, you're setting yourself on a path to spend an eternity in hell. But it's not going to happen for you. It's not going to happen for you today. And you make up your mind that you're getting on the right path and you're staying on it. And I'm walking on it until the day I die. I'm not going to hell for nobody. Say it again. I'm not going to hell for nobody. Devil is a liar. I'm not going to hell. That makes me especially mad because I'm an evangelist. The devil is a liar. Not going to hell. The devil's not taking out this generation. The devil is not taking out these young people. The devil is a liar. He ain't taking you out. Thank you, Jesus. He's not taking me out. Trying to pressure me and trying to get me to act a certain way and live a certain way. The devil is a liar. He's not taking me out. Welcome back to another podcast. This is week three of the video podcast and I think episode 22 overall. Thank you so much for joining me for another week. And thank you so much for stroking my ego on a weekly basis and not getting tired of me yet. I must be great. So revel in my presence. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> I thank you so much. It's always an honor. It's always a pleasure to get with you for a couple minutes every single week and dive into the word of God with you it's always a pleasure and i thank you so much for joining me you don't have to do it but i appreciate it so much and it makes me feel better that i'm not just talking to my camera and talking to my phone and talking to the walls in this studio <laughs> so thank you so much for that this week i actually got something good for you guys this week because something kind of came on my heart and it's something, it's a topic that, you know, you've heard a lot about, but it's very important through the word of God. And it's the topic of our confession. The things that come out of this year mouth. A lot of people live their life speaking very carelessly. A lot of people go through their day-to-day -day lives and the words that come out of their mouth, I think we forget sometimes that the things we speak, we have to keep a guard on it. And we can't just say everything that comes to our mind, say everything that we want to say. Not even just in the spiritual sense, in a natural sense. We can't just say everything we want to say because we got to consider the audience we're talking to. We have to consider the feelings of the people we're talking to. We can't just say every and anything we feel like saying because our words have an impact and they make an impact on people. In the most natural sense, our words make an impact on people. So <laughs> I can't like, for example, when people come to you with problems and issues and whatever, you know, and they ask for advice, sometimes you can't always use <laughs> the bad cop approach and break the person and you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong you need to get it together what the heck is wrong with you get it together some people you got to walk through it with them 
other people you can use that approach on. And sometimes you may feel like that's what you want to do. You want to grab the person and wring their neck and tell them that they're being an idiot and they're dumb, they're stupid, they need to get their crap together. But you can't do that because the words you speak will have a certain effect on them. And though you might think you could do that, you can't always do that. And you have to watch your words and watch how you conduct yourself in that situation so that you can end up helping that person and not pushing that person farther and farther away and making that person feel bad and not end up taking your advice. And we have to think the same way when it comes spiritually. The words we speak have an impact. We don't just speak words and they come out of our mouth and go into thin air. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Your tongue has the power to produce life or produce death. And it's in Proverbs and it says they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. So life and death is in your tongue. The power of life and death is in your tongue. And what you say, you'll eat the fruit of it. So if that's the case, we can't use our tongues just to speak anything. We can't just use our tongues very flippantly. We have to use our tongues for the right reason. And we as Christians cannot forget that principle. Because we shape our lives based off of our confession. And I know a lot of people say, ah, that's that word of faith stuff. Ah, then people think that you can speak something and it'll happen. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. Whatever God has for me is for me. But that's not the case because a story literally just popped into my head and it's in Numbers 13. And let me actually read it. Let's go there. Numbers chapter 13. It wasn't where I was going to start, but it literally just came to me. And I think I should read it. Let me just find Numbers 13. And by the way, don't worry about my voice. I just preached last Friday and (laughs) pushed it a lot. So, yeah, that's it. But don't get all scared. And oh, my gosh, he's sick. He has the sickness that shall not be named. No, it's not that. (laughs) It's just my voice recovering from preaching. (laughs) So in this story in Numbers 13, we have the story of the 12 spies who went to spy out the promised land. And they sent out spies for 40 days and 40 nights to explore the promised land and see what they were dealing with. And the spies ended up coming back with a report. And watch what it says in Numbers 13, verse 25. This is the report. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses and Aaron. And to the whole community of Israel, Kadesh, in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community that what they had seen and showed them, the fruit they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a beautiful country. A bountiful country, actually. A land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the kind of fruit it produces. 
But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once and take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go against them. They're stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes and lives there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. So let's stop right there for a second. They send out the spies to go scout out the land that the Lord had given them. Let's remember that. And they went there and they said, it's a very bountiful land. There's a lot of produce there. It's just great. But they're giants in the land. And how are we going to take this land if those giants are bigger than us? We can't do it. As a matter of fact, they were like, we felt like grasshoppers beside of them, beside them. We can't take them out. And Caleb piped up and Caleb was like, he's one of the spies. And he piped up and he said, no, no, no. We can take this because the Lord has given us the land. So if he's given us the land, we can certainly conquer it. It doesn't matter what giants are in our land. And the other spies got mad and they said, no, we can't do that. And as a matter of fact, they started to spread an evil report through the land. And spread it throughout Israel and say, we're not going to take this. They're going to take us out. We felt like grasshoppers and they thought we were grasshoppers too. And we're going to read on a little bit later that in the next chapter, the people start to complain. And it starts to, you know, they spread a bad report and it starts to get throughout the people. And everybody starts to think that they can't take the land. So we have to understand, first of all, that they thought. The 10 spies, there's only two of the 12 that thought they could take it, Joshua and Caleb. And the other 10 were convinced in their mind that they couldn't take this land. So therefore, they started to speak it out. Now, we have to understand, first of all, because we'll say, oh, you know, yes, your confession matters. And, you know, speak the word of God every day. Speak the word. Speak the word. You know, speak the word only. Don't speak negativity. Speak positive. All that stuff. But we have to understand where it starts first. It doesn't just start with your mouth. It starts here. Inside. Because the Bible says that out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. And you read in Luke 6, um, Jesus says that a good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. And what's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. Uh, verse 44, verse 45, around there. So it starts in here. Because what comes out of your mouth is not just anything, any old thing that's coming out. What is on the inside of you is what's going to end up coming out of your mouth. And in this story, the 10 spies thought and felt like, as they said, they were grasshoppers. And because they thought inside of them that they couldn't take the land and that the giants were going to snuff out their life and the giants were going to beat them upside of their head, then they ended up speaking that out that it was impossible for us to take this land number one they forgot 
that God had given them the land. That's always the part that baffles me about the story. That number one, they completely forgot that the land was already theirs. The land wasn't, you know, just there. God had given them the land. And because he had given them the land, it didn't matter what giants were in their land. It didn't matter what type of opposition was in their promised land. They were strong enough to take them down and possess that land. And, but because they thought and had what I would call a grasshopper mentality, they then began to speak that out and they convinced themselves that they weren't able to take that land. So we have to understand, first of all, that your mentality and what is on the inside of your heart and what you think will determine what you speak. What you think on the inside and the ideas that you have on the inside and what you fill your heart with and what you believe inside of your heart will determine what comes out of your mouth. So the first course of action is to tackle what you're filling yourself with and to tackle what's on the inside of you. If you think that you're a grasshopper and you think that you're small and you think that you cannot possess the land that the Lord has given you, you'll never possess the land. If you think that you're unable to do what the Lord has called you to do because everybody else around you has done it and they have this and they have that and they have that advantage and you are just woe is you and you have nothing, you'll never be able to do what the Lord has called you to do. So you have to tackle this first. What is on the inside of you? And how do you tackle that? Because listen, the world and everything around you will tell you everything contrary to the word of God. Your whole situation and circumstances around you will make you and try to get you to believe something that's contrary to the word of God. But if you want to be a person that only speaks the word of God and doesn't speak the evil report like they like the 10 spies spoke, but you speak a good report therefore shaping your life in a right way and not damning your own life you have to attack your heart first you have to attack and make sure what you're filling yourself with is right and make sure that what you're putting on the inside of yourself is going to produce good fruit the bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the lord if you want to speak faith-filled words, you need to fill yourself with faith. If you want to speak words of faith and words that produce good fruit, fill yourself with that. If you only want it, I want to speak the word of the Lord in, in, in bad situations. Well, fill yourself with the word. And that's where we need to go first. If we have a word life and we're consistently in the word day by day and we're in the word and we're eating it and taking everything that it has for us then guess what we're filling ourselves with that and filling ourselves with faith and then when it comes to the point where we have to speak we speak that out and we're not speaking doubt we're not speaking fear we're speaking faith and faith alone now let's go down to verse 26 and watch this is very interesting what happens because something happens as a result of the evil report that they came back and they spread. So they came back, the 10 spies came back and they spread this evil report and they didn't believe that they could take the land. They believe they're grasshoppers and God actually didn't take it lightly. And watch what he says in verse 26. 
It said, then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, how long must I put up with this wicked community and his complaints about me? Yes, I have heard the complaints the Israelites are making against me. Now tell them this. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very things I heard you say. <clears throat> you will all drop dead in this wilderness because you complained against me. Every one of you who is 20 years old and older and was included in the registration will die. So watch what happens. He said, because of what they had done and the things they had said, I'm going to do to them the things which they have said. The things which I have heard you say, I'm going to do that to you. That's how the Lord punished them. The things that they had spoken out of their mouth, the Lord let it happen to them. They believed that they were grasshoppers and they were going to be overtaken and not enter the land. God said, I bet you're not going to enter the land and you're going to die in this wilderness. So people may look at that and think, oh, my God, what's wrong with God? God is so he's so crazy. He's sitting there striking those people dead in the wilderness. Don't you think that was kind of harsh? Don't you think that was kind of over the top? No, it was a lesson in the power of their words that you can't just go around speaking like that you can't just go around speaking any single thing and everything especially words of unbelief and doubt when the lord explicitly told you that the land was yours and you were strong enough to take it and he was with you and they got up and they spread a report saying the complete opposite and they said that they were gonna die god said all right fine i'm gonna give you what you say this is a lesson for us today that we cannot be people, Christians, we cannot be people who just speak anything that comes to our mind. And on top of that, we cannot be people who speak words of doubt and speak words of unbelief. I know it may be a normal thing today and it may be really out there for people to speak the word of the Lord. Like when you're sick, why would I speak? I am well in the name of Jesus. And you know, speak health and healing to my body when I'm sick. That sounds so weird. But you understand that when you do that and as you do that, you're creating that reality with your words. You're creating that with your words. And you're speaking the word of the Lord and it has to come to life and come to fruition when you speak it. Because your words have the power to create life or create death. And we're not going to be people who curse ourselves with our words we're not going to be people who speak out words that damn ourselves we cannot do that we cannot do that and it starts right here with our confession what are the things you are speaking over your life what are the things that you're speaking over yourself are you telling yourself that you are successful and that God has made you to be successful and prosperous in everything you do, like the Bible said in Psalm 1. Are you speaking that over yourself daily? Or are you saying, I'm a failure, I suck, I'm not going to make it, you know, because of my situation in my life, I can't do it, I can't make Are you speaking that over yourself or are you speaking the word of the Lord over yourself? If you're in the ministry... Are you speaking success in the ministry over yourself or are you speaking failure over yourself? 
oh, I'm not like the rest of these preachers. You know, I'm not like the rest of these folks. I'm just going to not make it. And my ministry is going to be tiny and it's going to be small and it's not going to have any impact. You're just damning yourself by those words when you speak that. You're damning yourself. And you might as well not go any further because you don't believe that you could make an impact. You don't believe that you could be successful. You don't believe that you could carry out the plan that God gave to you. You're just damning yourself. And then people turn around and they're like, oh my gosh, why is my life so bad? Why does my life suck? Because the words you speak are messing with your own life. The words you speak are causing failure to come into your life. We cannot be those people. We cannot be people any longer who don't speak life and continuously speak death and continuously speak negativity over ourselves. We're not going to be those people. We're going to be people who speak the word of the Lord and will therefore prosper in everything that we do. And as I said earlier, it starts with what we're filling ourselves with. It starts with what's on the inside. If your insides are bad, you can bank on what comes out of your mouth to be just as bad. If what you're filling yourself with is negative, then guess what? Negativity is going to come out of you. If you're filling yourself with the word, then the word is going to come out of you. <laughs> if you plant um, seeds for a carrot plant, for carrots to grow, don't expect to get lettuce. And I don't know why a lot of people think like that. And it's not good, but it's not going to be you. We plant seeds for carrots and then get mad when carrots grow. I wanted onions. So why didn't you plant seeds for an onion plant? I'm going to plant sunflower seeds and then get mad when hydrangeas don't don't grow up. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. But. That's what happens. If you're going to plant a seed for something to grow, don't be surprised when it actually grows. If you're going to plant sunflower seeds, expect to get sunflowers. If you're going to fill yourself with doubt and fear, guess what? Don't be surprised when you start speaking out doubt and fear. But if you fill yourself with the word of God, don't be surprised when you start speaking out the word of the Lord. If you spend time in the word every day and you prioritize the word of the Lord, then guess what? When you get into challenging situations, don't be surprised when you don't just accept it as it is. And the word of God just starts pouring out of you like water. Don't be surprised when the enemy tries to come against you and you don't have it and you don't put up with it and you start to fight back and you don't take it as normal. That's what happens. And we have to make sure that we're filling ourselves with the right thing. We're filling ourselves with things that are not going to cause us to speak out damning words and speak out words that are going to kill our destiny and kill our lives. We can't do that. I remember when I first started out in the ministry, I had been around situations and things that honestly just made me feel like I wasn't going to be successful in the ministry because I was around you know, (laughs) other people. And I felt like such a grasshopper, to be honest with you, because you got this successful person, you got that successful ministry, all these people you're looking up to and thank God for them. But it could almost in a way make you feel like you're this outsider, small person, and you're not going to be successful at all. And you know what? At the time, 
I had thought that and I started to believe it and then got surprised when certain words and certain things started coming out of me basically saying that I wouldn't be that successful in the ministry and I wish I could be like this person. I wish I could have the impact that that person has. And after a while, I thought I was like, why can't I? If God has called me to a greater purpose, if God has called me to this, God is not going to call me to fail. God is not going to call me to lose. God is going to call me to prosper. But I had to start believing that for myself. And I had to start filling myself with the word of God and understanding that God did not call me to fail, but God called me to prosper in everything that I do. And once I started to fill myself with the word of God and started to believe that, then it started to come out of my mouth. And therefore, I wasn't killing my own destiny before it even got started. I was speaking the word of the Lord and saying that I shall prosper in everything that I do because the word of God told me that in Psalm 1, that I will be prosperous in everything that I put my hand to. Everything that I put my hand to. The way of the transgressor is hard, the word of God said, but thank God I'm not a transgressor, so my way is not hard. But as a matter of fact, the path of the upright is like the first gleam of dawn that grows brighter and brighter until the full light of day. Those are the things I had to speak over myself from the word of God. And when I started doing that, my way began to get brighter. When I started doing that, what felt hard to me began to feel easier and began to feel like I could actually overcome this and I could actually make it in the ministry. And it's not just me against this big everlasting giant, but I could make it. But it started with my insights. It started with what I was filling myself with. And I want to leave that with you today. Before you get to the point where you start speaking, what are you filling yourself with? Because if you're filling yourself with the wrong thing, you'll start to speak the wrong thing. And that is the first step, even before you get to the point where you're going to, I'm going to start confessing. Yes, I'm going to confess the word of God. I am sick and I am healed. I'm not sick, sorry. And I am healed. I'm going to confess the word of God. But listen, here's the thing. If you're not filling yourself with that, it's not going to come out. And it's easy to do that. When you're in the middle of a high service and the Holy Ghost is moving and you get up and you run around the church talking about I am healed and I'm the blessed of the Lord and all of that. But then when you go home and then the situation looks different, that's the true test. Because when you get looked in the face by sickness and disease or you get looked in the face by lack of success, what is going to come out of you? What are you actually going to say in those moments? And if you fill yourself with the right thing and you continuously fill yourself with the right thing, when you get into those situations that really test you and show you up, guess what? You'll start to speak the right thing. So from this day forward, we're going to be people who speak the word of the Lord. We're not going to be people who speak the wrong thing. We're not going to be people who speak death, but we're going to be people who speak life. In our situations, we're not going to be like the 10 spies who brought back an evil report because they believe that they're grasshoppers. I am not a grasshopper and you are definitely not a grasshopper either. But we are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We got God on our side. And I know it's easy to say that, but the thing that the 10 spies did not understand 
the 10 that brought back the evil report, the thing that they didn't understand was not only that God had already given them the land, but they were afraid of giants. You know, they were afraid of those giants. But they forgot that Almighty God was on their side. He wasn't on the side of those giants. He was on the side of the Israelites. And if he was with them and he was backing them, when they went to go face those giants, it didn't matter how big they were. It didn't matter how powerful they were. When they ran to go face them, they could be sure that they were going to get the victory. That's what they didn't understand. But that's what you have to understand, first of all, that you have God on your side if you're a believer and you're saved. You have God on your side. You know, guess what? If he's on your side, it doesn't matter what type of opposition tries to come against you. It doesn't matter how many giants are in your promised land. It doesn't matter. You can defeat those giants because God had already given you that land and he's with you. So guess what? You're set. You're set. Ain't got to worry about nothing else. You're set. Remember that from this day forward. Remember that he's on your side. So there's nothing that you can't overcome. They can call it whatever they want. You know, ah, that's that feel good gospel. That's that feel good message. I don't think anybody wants to live a life continuously being the underdog. I don't think anybody wants to continuously live a life down in the dumps. I don't care how holy they try to make it seem like. I don't care how great and how humbling they try to make it seem like that you're just getting beat up by the enemy left, right, and center. There is nothing holy about living underneath the potential that God has for you. There is nothing holy about living uh, constantly getting beat up by somebody who you have authority and power over. That is stupid. And people need to stop making doctrines out of continuously being under the attack of the enemy and thinking that is something that's going to make you holy. It's not. You know what pleases God? When you walk in victory over the power of the enemy, that he died to give you, that Jesus went to Calvary to give you that power. It makes him happy when you walk in authority over the enemy. Don't subscribe to the lies that tell you that, oh yeah, you know, just this life, it's so wrong and it's so bad. We just got to push through. Praise God. Hallelujah. And when we get to the other side, uh, yes, God, we'll see the victory. No, you can experience a victory right now in this life. I don't care how much people want to make it seem like it's a prosperity gospel. That's that feel good message. Whatever have you, if you want to live this life completely under the attack of the enemy and then get some reward in heaven good for you you can do that but i'm not going to do that and i believe you're not going to do that too because christ has afforded me that victory so i'm going to walk in that victory all the days of my life and when the enemy tries to come and throw things at me he's gonna do it but when he tries to throw things at me i don't have to get knocked down and stay down he may try throw things at me and bring attacks against me but i can always try them because the Bible said, thanks be unto God who always causes me to triumph. It didn't say he causes me to triumph sometimes or he causes me to triumph once a week and then I've ran out my triumphs for the rest of the week. No, no, no. You can always triumph in every situation, in every circumstance. You can always triumph. So don't forget that, that you can always be triumphant. Therefore, what business do you have losing? What business do you have not being triumphant? 
if I have the one who triumphed over death, hell, and the grave on my side, I can be triumphant over these little imps of problems and these little imp demons if he defeated the biggest one and the greatest one. That's what's afforded to me, and that's what's also afforded to you. So, Father, I thank you today in the name of Jesus for every single person that has come on this podcast today and is listening or watching. I thank you, Father, today in the name of Jesus that they will be people who use their tongue for the right reasons. They will not use their tongues to damn themselves. They will not use their tongues to damn other people, but they will use their tongues to speak the word of the Lord and speak life into dead situations in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, that their tongue will not cause them to fail, but I thank you, God, that they will use their tongue and their confession to walk their way to success and victory in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that they will prosper in everything they do as they follow you and follow your commands. And I thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, that any area of their life that they have spoken negativity and unbelief and fear into, I command that area of their life and those seeds that are planted to go into crop failure today in the name of Jesus. And from this day forward, they will speak the word of the Lord and speak the word of the Lord only. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And I thank you, Father, for it today. Amen and amen. Before I sign off today, I want to give every single person an opportunity to sow seed that feels led to. It just came out of two weeks of revival meetings in my home church's youth group, and the power of God fell in a mighty way. Every single time I preach there, God moves mightily, but it seems like every single time I go back, it's getting stronger and stronger. And young people are getting touched in very tangible ways by the power of God. I played the clip earlier, and there's a couple updates about it on my Instagram if you'd like to go check those out. But God is moving very mightily, especially in this generation, especially among the young people of this generation. And I thank God for what he did in those meetings, and it was awesome. So we did that. We came out of that, and I have another uh, meeting that's coming up in the next couple weeks, and we're doing this podcast every single week. So if you would like to connect your finances to this ministry, I promise you that it's going towards pushing the gospel forward, and it's going towards us doing more to get the gospel out there and get the word of God out there and impact and help people just like you. And I thank you so much and bless you in advance for that. When you connect your finances to the kingdom of God and you put the kingdom of God first, you cannot go wrong with that. When you connect your finances to souls and what matters most to God, God will not forget that and he will truly bless you for that. So I thank you in advance. I bless you in the name of Jesus for it. Amen.